When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. It's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency Bill Dolman in an hour. Brady Altman's will get us the rundown, his take on the offensive line. And uh, where Nebraska wants to add, again, Jacob Hood on campus. We'll run down the visitors list this weekend. Jacob Padilla with us from HaleVarsity.com and magazine at Jacob Padilla underscores where you find him jacob uh, busy hoops weekend for you and uh, of course uh, nebraska feeling pretty good about themselves after the ohio state win big picture it for me real quick before we get into uh, the penn state matchup you know where, where do you think this nebraska team is at and how big was the ohio state win as far as their 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 uh, giddy up the rest of the season. Yeah, it was big. I think in particular for some of the underclassmen, um, and for their confidence and for learning how they can contribute, because they made that run against Ohio State in the second half when Derek Walker was on the bench, and they had guys like Denham Dawson and Ola Koyanen and uh, Jamarcus Lawrence, Mohan Breinbach. Um, those guys basically scored almost all those points uh, dur- during that that uh, run. So um, if they if they can start to get some more contributions from those guys moving forward, um, it, c- it could go a long way towards making up for the uh, the loss of Juwan Garrett moving forward. So from that standpoint, that the win was big, uh, just putting that that on tape for those guys to see uh, to see themselves having some, some success. Denim Dawson in particular, who is um, likely to see the largest increase in his role if he can if he can produce and take advantage of it. He had seven points, eight boards, uh, and did a good job defensively on Bryce Bensabaugh against Ohio State. So, um, in terms of big picture and what the win does overall, it just kind of keeps this thing going. Like it's it, uh, it, it's a it's a it's a win that they could have gotten. Obviously the. Uh, Holding serve at home is important. Uh, they, they had the disappointing loss to Illinois a um, couple, couple home games ago. So to to get an Ohio State uh, team that came in struggling and to keep him struggling um, is big for Nebraska. Just adding on another win. Um, so they've already reached the win total from last year, which was more than the first two years of the, the Hoiberg tenure. So it, it is showing forward progress. Um, and now they've got to they've got to keep battling and get as many of these wins as they can. Um, like they're still in a place where they aren't favored, and I think Kempom only has them favored in two of their remaining games. Um, so that that shows you kind of things could could get dicey moving forward, especially without Gary. So to, to get the wins now where you can um, is it, just big for that team's confidence and to, to keep like, hey, we can do this. Let's let's keep this thing pushing forward. Um, because things are going to continue to be tough the rest of the way. 
Jacob Badillo is with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Jacob, we'll, we'll look ahead in the schedule here in just a second with some, some games coming up that are going to be really important in Big Ten standings. But first, I want to dive in on a guy that you mentioned briefly. That's Denham Dawson. He's going to have a big role moving forward, filling the shoes of Jawan Gary. And I want to get your take on the development and the strides you've seen from him as this year has gone on. And then on the flip side of things, what still worries you about his game? He's a younger guy, and he's stepping up, filling some, some big shoes. What w- about that worries you with Denham Dawson stepping into that big role? as the year moves on? Uh, the worry is uh, before that uh, Ohio State game, he had scored, I think, 19 total points on the season, and eight of those were against Omaha in the second game of the year. Uh, I think he had only made one shot in Big Ten uh, play to that point. So um, the guy that has really struggled offensively when he's been out there. And so um, he's been we're talking about kind of a breakout game here, and he had seven points still. He had two really, really big buckets there in the second half, and he was the first one to hit a three for the team. Um, but uh, he's still not a guy that you're looking at that can replace, that you can, that feel great about replacing the nine-and-a-half points a game that Juwan Gary gave him. And Juwan wasn't even a great offensive player, obviously. So um, that's kind of the worry there uh, is, Kind of a limited skill set at this point, but both of those those drives to the basket were impressive. They uh, he did a great job of taking advantage of gaps, going hard to the rim, and then showing off the, the athleticism that had the coaches intrigued when they were going out on the recruiting trail looking at it. Uh, so that's I think you're going to continue to get a good effort on the glass. Uh, he, he's not a great defender; like he can be taken advantage of as, as an underclassman. But again, he did a great job on by some spot making him work and. Uh, kind of like Gary is a good matchup for the, those wing types that maybe aren't the the super quickest, like Terrence Shannon he struggled on, but so did the entire team. Um, a guy like Sensabaugh that's kind of stronger, more of that, that, that six 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 seven kind of wing type, that's, that's what they're going to need him to defend. Uh, and I think he's going to continue to give good effort in, in that area, continue to crash the glass. And now the question is, all right, can he give you something offensively to justify keeping him out there for 30 minutes? Against Ohio State, he did, and they they got a win in part because of it. Jacob Adilla is with us from HaleVarsity.com and magazine at Jacob Adilla underscore Jacob. A couple of different podcasts you need to check out as well on the Herdad platform. Jacob, so Penn State, Nebraska, your thoughts on the matchup, the key for Nebraska, and then again, the second part is the big picture. What's a what's a uh, a good conference tally what's a doable number for fred in nebraska with conference wins this year <laughs> yeah that's that's a tough question to answer and that's why you're like i don't know man <laughs> talk to me <laughs> after <laughs> january <laughs> exactly like you asked me what the ohio state win means it means that the the, the bottom hasn't fallen out yet like they haven't <laughs> um, every win is it. a big win at this point because of how tough the, the schedule is and again Minnesota is the only legitimately bad team in the entire conference. And it took them overtime to, to get that road win. So um, that doesn't have you feeling great when you go on the road and play tougher teams. Like, uh, like Penn State, is, uh, for example. Like they, uh, their last home game, they, they hit 18 threes and smacked uh, Indiana by 19, I believe it was. Um, so it's a tough place to go into. It's not not a fun place to go. It's not an easy place to get to, and the facilities aren't. Uh, I mean, you mentioned the podcast. Bigelow and I had uh, Mark Titus 
uh, former Ohio State walk-on and uh, host the podcast for Fox, Tyson Tate. He, uh, uh, they both agree that Penn State's the worst uh, venue in the Big Ten in terms of like as a uh, player slash team going to visit there. Um, so it's, you got all that kind of working against you. And Penn State's a pretty good team. Uh, they are one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country, and they take uh, the high. Uh, I think they're 14th in three-point rate and sixth in three-point percentage. So they are going to shoot it a ton. They, they just put a bunch of shooters around Jalen Pickett, who is one of the best guards in the country, uh, putting up like 18, eight, and seven basically this year. Uh, dishing out to all their shooters, kind of working inside. Like Sam Grusso, he's a bigger guard that. Um, not six seven, but he's he uses his body well. He's six four, real solid. Post up, um, tries to draw a double, and then find the shooters. Uh, and if you don't double him, he's going to score more often than not. So, really tough matchup here, and that's kind of what you're going to face a lot of on the Big Ten. So, we still need to get a bigger uh, sample size of this team without Juwan Gary before I have any idea how the rest of the uh, the season is going to go. Um, but th- that Ohio State win certainly, I think, should give them some confidence, especially if they can continue to get contributions from guys like Dawson and Tominaga and uh, Jamarcus Warren. Jacob, when you look at the, the next couple of games, it feels like they have big conference implications with so many teams in the Big Ten sitting around 500 in conference play. And Nebraska currently sits in 12th. Now, the next three games are Penn State, who is currently in 10th, Northwestern, who's currently in 8th, and then Maryland, who's currently in 11th. If Nebraska would, able, would be able to sweep all three of those games, they could realistically jump as high as 7th or 8th in the Big Ten with just how congested the middle of the conference is. So tell me about this next stretch of games for Husker basketball and how important it is in the grand scheme of their season. Well, right now, I'm just hoping that they're able to play that Northwestern game. Uh, the Wildcats are currently on a pause combination of COVID and injuries. They just don't have enough players to play a basketball game right now. I think there are like five or six healthy players, uh, last I heard. Um, so as of now, Nebraska is planning to play that game, but they, they've already had two games this week postponed slash canceled. Um, so Nebraska would be on Tuesday would be their next game coming up. So hopefully they, they can get healthy. Uh, guys can get out of the protocol. But maybe I haven't seen if what kind of injuries they're dealing with, if they're long-term type of things, or if it's like a rolled ankle where a guy could get over it and be able to play um, relatively quickly. Um, so that's one that you're going to have to continue to watch out for. I'm sure we'll, we'll get word about that this weekend. Um, obviously got to give some kind of a heads up advanced planning. Um, so listen for that this weekend, see whether or not Nebraska has that Tuesday game. But, um, yeah, like, I'm not even looking at the, the conference standings at this point. Like, for this program, it's just about getting as many wins as you can. Um, like, postseason, conference standings, all that, like, that's all just let's, uh, let's go game by game and then see where it falls at the end of the season because, um, again, already they've, they've hit the 10 win mark. That's uh, the high point under Hoiberg to this point. So anything from here on is progress, and that's what you're looking for. Is like if they can put together a little string here and make it into some kind of postseason tournament, that would be huge. But, uh, again, uh, it could just as easily go the other way. It's something where you got to see game to game, how are they performing, are guys getting better, uh, are they settling into roles, or is, uh, or is it a deal where – Teams are kind of figuring out the way to defend Nebraska and things are going to get harder and 
they just don't have any answers. It could go either way at this point, and that's why, again, you're going to have to watch closely to see how these games play out. Jacob Adil is with us from Hale Varsity. Jacob, uh, less than a minute, but uh, prep game of the weekend, What what's on your radar? Uh, game of the weekend, I'm uh, a good question. I, I went to Bellevue West, Gretna last night, obviously. Um, impressive. Gretna had a fourth-quarter lead, and then Bellevue West went on a 14-4 run uh, and won that thing by 11. Uh, so 15-0, 15 double-digit wins, uh, Bellevue West. Firmly at number one, but Gretna showed well for itself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be checking out the Nebraska Prep Classic uh, on Saturday at Stoke Arena. Tom Creeble runs that thing. Kind of uh, Iowa and Nebraska boys and girls teams mixed in there. Uh, Platteview is taking on Abraham Lincoln, and they're going to play at the shot clock. So uh, excited to see how many shots that Connor Milliken can get up in a, in a shot clock game. Um, so that, that's definitely one of the ones that I'm going to be looking for tomorrow night. And then I'm going to see North at Bennington tonight. I know. Norris has a lot of really talented young players, including Chris Garner, son of a former Husker there. He's having a really good freshman year for them. So excited to, uh, to, to see them play. Jake, I will be following you on Twitter and catching your work on Hale Varsity. Thanks for checking in with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. All right, appreciate you. Jacob Padilla, good stuff. Catch his podcasts again. Uh, we'll dive into the visitors list on the way with Hale Varsity.